Welcome back to Who Knows here at the Database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg. You are listening to share number five and what I also believe is the final share of the Who Knows and the Haggadah Marathon, where we are going to be looking at Chad Gadya, what is in many Haggadahs, if not most, the final song in the Haggadah. And the question very simply is, what is the song doing here? A similar question which we asked regarding Achad Miodea in the previous share in this series. What is the significance of the folk song of Chad Gadya about this one little goat that my father bought for two Zuzim? What does it have to do with Pesach? And what is the significance of the different characters in Chad Gadya? Um, it goes from a goat, and similar to what we saw in Echad Miodea, it ends with Hashem. Really, Echad Miodea begins with Hashem. Um, this song ends with Hashem, and he's going to be the last link in the chain of the strange story that takes place in Chagadia. The question, once again, is what is going on there? So we'll start off just by identifying the characters of Chagadia. We have, of course, the Gadia, the Gadi, the young goat, and he is bitten, he is eaten, he's consumed and attacked by a Shunra, which is a cat. Probably not like the kitty cats that you see on the streets. Probably something more like a bobcat or, or, or a leopard or a cheetah. And that a cat is bitten by the kalaba, the kelev, the dog. The dog is hit by a chutra, a stick. Is the stick haunted? Did the stick just come to life? Is someone holding the stick? Unclear from the song. But the chutra is then nisraf. It is burned by the nura, the fire, the aish which is then nichbe, it is, it is quenched and extinguished by the water, by the maya, the mayim, which is then drunk or drank by the Torah, not the, not, not the Torah HaKadoshah, but the, but the shore, the ox, which drinks it all up and is subsequently shechted by the shochet, by the butcher, who was then himself killed by the Malach HaMavas, who was then himself slaughtered by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That is Chad Gadya. The question is, what in the world is happening here? And we can consider this the Asara Miodea. There are the ten characters in Chad Gadya. But what exactly is the point of this particular song in our Seder? And what we can maybe add is, is there significance for each and every individual character? So what I will first do really quickly is... I will broadly explain what many believe is the significance of Chad Gadya, why it makes it into our Haggadah, and then we will talk about the individual characters in Chad Gadya um, from, from 1 to 10, because there are, in fact, Eser, Asara characters in Chad Gadya, not the only 10, right? We know from Asara, um, Miodea, we know that that corresponds to the Esar Sedibros, and we're going to argue that maybe the uh, the Esar will correspond to something even more obvious in connection to Pesach. But as to why Chagadya is in our Haggadah, so going back to Rav Menachem Kasher's Torah Shleim Haggadah, he talks about this Aramaic piot, which is uh, which has made it into our Haggadah, and he he believes that similar to what we said regarding Achad Miyadeh, this one also came from the Rokeach, or at least it was found in the Rokeach. And he says, He says, I believe that the kavana of the of the one who sang the song originally is based on the Mishnah and Pirkei Avos, Beis Vav, Parak Vav, Mishnah Vav, um, where 
Hillel says al da ataft atfuch v'sof yutofun that because you had drowned others, you were subsequently drowned. Right? Hillel said this when he saw a skull floating on the water, and he explains that the whole concept is mida keneged mida. The concept is that there is always going to be someone that's bigger than you, and when you mess with someone else, when you um, unfairly oppress and pick on someone else, it's going to come back. What goes around comes around. Some like to call it karma. But we call it in Yiddishkeit, we call it mida keneged mida. We call it the, the proper din v'cheshbon, that Akash Baruch was in charge of the world. Rav Nachum Kasher further um, cites the, the Medrash Rab and Bereshis about Avraham's vikuach, his debate with Nimrod regarding whether or not fire is the ultimate power. Nimrod, we know, ends up, ends up throwing Avraham into the fire. But before that, um, Avraham gives him a really hard time saying, well, you know what, there's something that's stronger than fire, it's water. So then when Nimrod says, okay, then maybe we should worship the water. So then uh, Avraham keeps going and says, yeah, but you know what's even better than water is the clouds because the water evaporates, the cloud sucks it up. So Nimrod decides, okay, maybe we should worship the clouds until Avraham says, oh yeah, but you know what, something's even stronger than the clouds, it's the wind that's able to blow it. And so then when Nimrod reasons to, to worship the, the wind, Avraham says, yeah, but did you know that a person can withstand wind? So maybe people are even stronger. And, um, and you're giving Nimrod this headache until Nimrod says, okay, let's go back to fire. Uh, but the point is that the, 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 whole, the whole point is, if you're going to have this fight with, uh, of my daddy stronger than your daddy, you know, where it's, it's going to end up where it ends up with the, with, with, ultimately, the, the, the biggest daddy in the world is Azekadosh Baruch Hu, he is Avinu Shabbat and everything is going to end with him. How this connects to Pesach, I should, um, I should hope at this point that it's very obvious, and that is the Mida Kenegad Mida, the way Paro decides that he's going to oppress Klal Yisrael, even if you realize that, oh, that ahead of time, that Kigeri Yazaracha, there was a Brisbane of Asarim where someone was going to get involved, the question is who chooses to get involved, right? We each are able to make our own decisions. We are, as Rabbi Rosner says, we are all subjects and we are objects. We are subjects with the choice to determine and choose on our own what we are going to do with ourselves. Of course, what happens to us, that's decided by Kaddish Baruch Hu. So you're going to get mad at someone else for hurting you, but really Kaddish Baruch Hu decided it. And Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to judge everyone who as a subject chooses to do what they're going to do. Meanwhile, what we receive, that's decided by Kaddish Baruch Hu based on our own standing, our own spiritual position. However, Hashem decides that we deserve whatever he decides we deserve, that's what's going to happen. But that's all according to Kaddish Baruch Hu. Meanwhile, that will not absolve the likes of Paro and the Mitzrim. And of course, if they attack us, then a Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to attack them with the Aser Malkos. And perhaps the ten characters um, in Chargadya might correspond in some way to the Aser Malkos, um, the, ten, the ten plagues with which HaKadosh Baruch Hu repays uh, Paro in the Pesach story. And of course, the theme of all of that is that Vyasa Kaddish Baruch Hu, at the very end, everyone's going to realize that it was a Kaddish Baruch Hu who did all of it. And the goat is as connected Klal Yisrael, so Kaddish Baruch Hu's coming out to save us, and so on and so forth. Now, what about the individual characters of Chad Gadya? So there is a Vilna Gon. The Vilna Gon goes through Chad Gadya explaining how really there's also 
a deeper significance. There is a panoramic view of history in Chag Yadya, where the Vanagon says that the Go, which normally resembles Klal Yisrael, um, he takes on a view that says that um, that the goat is a symbol of Yosef Atzatik specifically, and the cat that devours the goat represents the sinna and the kinna, the hatred and the jealousy of Yosef's brothers, which triggered the sin of Mechiras Yosef and brought us down to Mitzrayim, um, and of course that's what started things. So then, who would be the dog? The Kalev, the Kalba, that would be Paro, who in some midrashim is referred to as a dog. And the stick that strikes that dog is the Mata, which uh, was uh, yielded, um, and I should say wielded, by Moshe Rabbeinu, through which Hashem unleashed the, the plagues that we've been discussing against Paro and Mitzrayim. And then we fast forward many generations to the time that Klai Yisrael is ready, um, living in Eretz Yisrael, where they have the Beis HaMikdash, but what goes wrong? What could go wrong after everything we've received? The Torah, and the thing that always goes wrong is the Eight Sahara, where we go back to our roots of of of, of serving Avodah Zara, and that that the, the Taiva that we had for Avodah Zara, the Eight Sahara for Avodah Zara, is symbolized by the age by the fire, which also brought out the destruction of the first Beis Hamikdash, and says the Vilna Gaon, the Tfilos of the Anshe Knesses Hagadola which poured out like water, that vanquished the fiery Yetzirah of Avodah forever. But the, there is going to be an ox that will drink up that water. And says the Vonagon, that is symbolized by Edom, who massacred the Bnei Israel, ending the Second Temple Era, right, the destruction of the Second Beis Migdash. And the butcher, says the Vonagon, the Shochet, who's going to slaughter the ox of Edom, actually resembles Mashiach ben Yosef. Who will rise up, um, um, you know, within the final gullus? Now, I think it's a little bit ironic that Yosef himself is compared to an ox in Tanakh um, by uh, by, Yaak, by, uh, by Moshe Rabbeinu in the Birchas Moshe at the very end of the Zosabracha. But perhaps the idea that the Mashiach ben Yosef is able to vanquish the ox uh, because maybe it's ox versus ox, and the butcher is really um, he, you know, he has the shore within him, the ability to, to vanquish the ox of Edom. There are actually a lot of connections between um, Esav and Yosef. Um, a conversation perhaps not for now, uh, but um, but just to put it simply, the Medrash um, uh, that Rashi quotes when Yosef is born says that Yosef is the Satano Shal Esav. Yosef is the, is the adversary of Esav, perhaps the only one that's able to con- to combat Esav, which is why the Pesukim in Ovadia say that Esav is the house of straw, whereas Yaakov is the house of of, of, of Esh, the fire, and Yosef is the lahava, Yosef is the flame of Yaakov's fire. So Yosef is the butcher that's able to vanquish the ox of Edom, but there is going to be a Malacham Oves who is going to kill the Mashiach ben Yosef, um, and but that's going to all be um, until Mashiach ben David comes along, and in that time, Akash Baruch is going to reveal himself, Bezras Hashem, through um, his glorious presence, Bechvodu Va'atzmo, and he's going to come to the aid of his beloved flock of Klaishal, us, the goat, um, delivering us on um, the uh, long-awaited Geula, may come in Heirab And I believe that takes us through the Who Knows the Haggadah Marathon. If you enjoyed this series and other shorim like this one on the podcast and want to partner up with us here with a sponsorship, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, or you want to join the Database Podcast WhatsApp group where you'll find links that I've uploaded share and shorim that I'm streaming again from the archives due to their relevance, then all you have to do is reach out to me at the database at gmail.com. That's the data than base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. Until next time, thank you for joining us here at the Database and have a Chag Kasher B'Sameach.